0: Welcome to Canvas, an FBI radio podcast unframing art and ideas. This podcast was recorded on Turrbal, Yagora and Gadigal land, as well as Munich, Germany. FBI radio recognises the traditional custodians of the land and their continuous connection to country. We pay our respects to elders past and present. My name is Aisha, and today on Canvas, we're chatting with Joan Shin and Brigitte Podrasky. Joan is a freelance visual designer and web developer and is currently the design lead at Decolonial Hacker, a project with Joan, Eugene Yu-Nam Chung, and Caspian Basker. Brigitte works across ceramics, graphics, interactive installation, and sound. Brigitte is interested in moments of transformation and mutation when something exists in an undefinable state, exploring ideas around intimacy, the body, translation, and interpretation. Today we deep dive into their work Traces, performed at Arts and Music Festival Soft Center. Glimpsing at ghostly gestural markings, fragmented rhythms, and scrambled visuals, Traces is a live audio-visual performance showcasing the multidisciplinary offerings of DBR, Cypher, Brigitte, and Joan. Situated as a collaborative project across three remote cities, Traces takes inspiration from memory and disorderly exchanges between each artist's temporal context. Brigitte and Joan talk about their process working across three cities and as four artists with different practices, and reflect on the experience of live performance as visual artists, plus the value in finding a good collaborative dynamic.
1: My name is Brigitte Pedrasky. I'm currently living in Eora in Sydney. In my art practice, I predominantly work with ceramics, like doing sculptural kind of work. But I do come from more of like a digital media background.
2: My name's Joan. I'm currently living in Munich, Germany, and yeah, recently we we're working together. Brigitte and I were working together on a project called Traces. Yeah, I'm currently working on Decolonia Hacker as the design lead, working on freelance projects outside and also working on creative projects with friends as it comes up.
1: Joan and I met through UNSW, through CoFar, and have worked together on some separate projects before we worked on Traces together alongside um, Yoni Bresley and Cosmo HR. Can you tell me about Traces at Soft Center? Traces is a project that um, me, Joan, Cosmo, and Yoni. Cosmo and Yoni are two musicians based in NAM. And it was a project that we proposed to the soft center team back at the end of 2020. So quite a while ago, we proposed it through the Open Artist Call Out. And at the time, you know, Yoni, Joan and I knew each other because we'd been a part of this party together in Sydney. And Yoni and Cosmo had, I think, been friends in in NAM um, and stuff, and we all got together through like a Facebook group chat and we were like, you know, we all appreciated each other's work and we said, let's try do something. So we proposed this project back at the end of 2020. Um we had two different kind of project ideas based off the ideas that we had. And we were accepted by Soft Center in 2021, and then you know, we went into that lockdown. So we yeah the project went on hold for a bit and you know at the start of 2022 soft center came to us and said we're throwing something um, alongside vivid and it's going to be at carriage works are you guys in and we said yes that's how we kind of got back onto collaborating the project traces which ended up being a live audio visual performance with yoni and cosmo doing the live sound aspect of it And Joan and I collaborating on the visual aspect of it and also performing that live. Yeah, I guess what it was was crazy IDM trance music with a scrim fabric, which is like a translucent fabric, and then generative visuals to that. Yeah, I'd love if you could um, share with us about the process of actually making the work and what that was
0: like.
2: Yeah, initially, I think there was a lot of like housekeeping and also just trying to figure out like how each other even worked because it was the first time for all of us collaborating as a group and also with each other like i think we've individually like worked in partners before like i've worked with Brigitte before and Brigitte's also worked on a comp with Cosmo and Yanni, and i also worked like with Cosmo separately on the launch of his EP and then also with Yanni separately as well so we've all like kind of were in the realm of each other's practice and then like coming together as four different artists with different practices yeah needed a little bit more navigation.
1: We use this like program called Figma which is I mean it's used a lot in like prototyping for you know web-based applications and mobiles and stuff like that but it's got this really great function where you can see in real life people writing comments around the pages and that was kind of like how we started our brainstorming I guess it's a similar to Google docs except that it's it's got more of like a visual a visual output so you can drag in images, write comments, put links in and so that was kind of how we through different our different locations and also our different I guess like schedules and timings as well that was kind of how we all put our ideas together and had those discussions alongside, like, video chats and um, a very chaotic Facebook group messenger chat. (laughs)
2: So I think a lot of it was verbal at the beginning and then um, once we actually sat down, a lot of the planning and brainstorming was done by Figma. The actual making process probably started from this year once we were, like, commissioned for the show. And then I think the turnaround time was quite actually so like yeah um I don't I don't remember the exact timeline but I think it was around like two, two months, months for yeah for us to kind of like really hone everything together so we had our initial less than that, the actual honing <laughs> it was more like a race but like a short sprint I would say like short but, spring,
1: yeah.
0: um... were you all on board from the beginning because obviously with COVID and everything and all the changes like I've experienced this sometimes a project starts somewhere and then all these things happen and ends up somewhere totally different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, it was us four from the beginning and we were all kind of, we were all really, really in it. I think everyone was like equally as excited and just everyone, you know, threw themselves into it. Later on the project, yeah, huge shout out to one of our friends, Tim Lee. Tim Lee sort of came in and helped us a lot with some technical advice and gave us a lot of support on that end. So I think That was probably the only change in the collaboration was, you know, we had some some more technical advice and support, you know, in the last couple of weeks. Um,
2: We weren't entirely sure, like, how things were going to pan out because our initial proposal was from the year before. It's not like we were trying to, like, align our, like, entire show to the proposal. Like, we still used it as a backboard to, like, bounce ideas back and forth and looking back at the end result now it's actually like almost like identical to, <laughs>
1: to like
2: the, the proposal <laughs> which is funny because yeah. I think we we're all expecting it to like morph into a different direction um
1: definitely yeah it ended up feeling very organic in a way like the the main like technical process was Yoni and Cosmo would send us some sound snippets or some tracks that they were working on or some ideas. And then, um, so for me, cause I was working mostly just with the physical format. So I would create the sculptures with clay, listening to the tracks that they'd sent and build up things in- intuitively based off that. Also, I was doing some sculptures with VR. So listening to their tracks and moving my arms around. So it was a very kind of, yeah, almost like dance like process um, trying to take their input in. And then with the physical sculptures I used a 3D LIDAR or LIDAR technology to scan them in, which is what they use for like museum archiving. And then all of those files ended up being these OBJ files that I would send to Joan. And um, Joan, who's working predominantly with a digital format, took all of those inputs and put them through this program called Touch Designer, which is what, what she used for the final project, abstracted and took apart all of those physical inputs, and then also made that generative to the music And then we would send that over to Yoni and Cosmo and then they would create the next segment of their music. So it ended up being this kind of really organic loop where we were just constantly like cycling back and forth our material to each other. Joan's digital work was this web between like the physical outputs of my ceramic and clay work and then also the output of their sound and piecing that together to create the final project. The day of SoftCenter
2: was the first time we actually performed it together as a group because um, we had no, like, I think we had some rehearsal opportunities via Twitch. So we're using Twitch as a platform to, like, rehearse and, like, use it as, like, an intermediary rehearsal space. But I think, um, yeah, because we're all, like, separate from each other, um, it was impossible for us to really see what the conditions were like, and also because the physical element of the space was also like a big factor of our performance, um, and also playing live. Um, yeah, I think everything had to be worked out in the day, and yeah, it was quite nerve-wracking as well because I it was the first time for Brigitte and I um, putting together a live performance. So Cosmo and Yoni um both play live um as their practice but yeah for yeah, for us to like put everything together was quite unnerving
1: because joan created the entire patch on touch designer so the way we had it set up was we were kind of at the back of the the stage area and joan kind of had like the touch designer patch up and we had this very cohesive google docs table with timestamps, and we had this big timer going on and we were both very very serious and into the performance but the actual performance was the first time we'd seen it from start to end so it was also a surprise for us and like very very nerve-wracking but I think also I don't know about you Joan but I feel like as visual artists you don't often get to have that like performative and real-time aspect of like sharing your work like maybe you have an exhibition or maybe you do like an installation or something and you know people experience your work in a slower format but having that one hour slot where something is very performative is something very new for me to experience as like a visual artist. And, you know, the lead up to that, when your performance starts, is just filled with so much tenseness and anxiety. And then you get that sort of like post-performance come down, you know, like that kind of release. And so that was also a really exciting thing to experience, that sort of performative aspect of seeing things unfold in real time. Whereas I feel like in a visual I don't know always I've had with like ceramics or digital media there is a lot of like control that you have in the lead up to sharing your work you know you finish your work and then you put it out for people to experience whereas when you leave a lot more things up to chance you have that amazing release afterwards but you also have the build-up tenseness to it of oh you know I've put in so much so much work into this piece and you have one hour to kind of see it unfold. Will Traces have another life somewhere, do you think?
2: Mm, I mean, I hope so. Like, I think um, <laughs> all of us, like, were still kind of, like, basking in the afterglow of Traces. Um, and I think, like, because it was such a meaningful performance for, like, each of us in different ways. Um, yeah, I, I, would really, I would really like to perform it again in a different space or a different context.
1: I totally agree. I think maybe even if it isn't Traces or it's it's another kind of collaborative project or something that we create, I feel like from the whole experience of working together with Joan, Yon and Cosmo, the main thing that I really enjoyed and appreciated about the project outside of the outcome was the kind of friendship and support that we had for each other. So, And also just the the fun of it, I remember at the end of the project, I was sad because I was like, we got to keep our Facebook group chat alive. Like, this, you know, <laughs> <and just> like, <laughs> and I, I think I think often as like artists, maybe if you're a musician or a visual artist, like a lot of the work that you do can feel quite solitary if you're in the studio by yourself. And um, when you find a good collaborative dynamic, that's something quite special, I think, because often you can find a good collaborative dynamic with your outputs and maybe your aesthetic or something. But when you find a good collaborative dynamic with your personality, I feel like that's something very um, nourishing and, and special in terms of like the support that you give to each other's output and the way that people can encourage each other. So, for me, I would definitely love to continue some kind of collaboration, whether that's like discussions or support, or whether that materializes in another performance. I remember when we looked back at our original proposal, we also had like ideas for other kind of formats because all of our practices are quite quite different so we we had also proposed things for more like an installation or kind of a slower pace so it would be interesting to go back and explore those kinds of ideas as well yeah but we'll see I think we're all kind of on the decompress at the moment yeah (laughs) totally you need some time to like let it sink in and let it settle and
0: and appreciate what you've made Thank you for listening to another episode of Canvas, Unframing Art and Ideas. Thank you to Joan Shin and Brigitte Prodrasky. Thank you for listening to another episode of Canvas, Unframing Art and Ideas. To find out more about the artist featured in this episode, scroll down to the show notes. This episode was brought to you by our fabulous team, executive producer Michelle Tsao, researcher Eleanor Zorowski, and me, your host, Aisha Ash. Our intro music was made by Jackie DeLacy. Canvas is an FBI radio podcast. If you like what you're listening to, hit subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with someone you love. Check out our Instagram at canvas underscore FBI 94.5 for more great art content and show updates. Kia Paitara, have a good day.